Welcome to Transcend into Wellness, where every week we chat about all things energy, spirituality, human design, and manifestation. I'm your host, Minu, and I'm a transformational life coach and energy healer. I'll be educating you on overcoming your fears, self-limiting beliefs, and raising your vibrations so that you may achieve lasting peace and happiness. Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to 2024. I am going to record this episode, and it's literally called Seven Lessons Learned from 2023. And, you know, instead of setting intentions for 2024 or resolutions or goals, I really wanted to take time and record this episode because I want to encourage you all to reflect on 2023 and see what you have really, really learned from that and then set the intention for 2024 rather than just doing it for the sake of it, right? So I think when we reflect on it, we learn more from it and we get more clear on what we want and what we want to change. So I'm going to talk about the seven lessons I learned from 2023. Um, Some were learned with a lot of client sessions that I had. Some were learned with interactions from friends and you know, um, some just self-introspection on my own. So I just wanted to share that with you guys and see if this resonates with you. So the first lesson, which keeps repeating for me, (laughs) is that people don't really change who they are at the primal level. People don't change who they are at a primal level. And the reason I bring it up is because I hear this all the time from my male and female clients especially when they're dealing with relationships and situations regarding relationships. The one thing that they ask me is, I think they're going to change or are they going to change? Don't you think they're going to change? Don't you think this is going to be different? And from time to time, the one thing that I tell them is that people are not going to change. People are not going to change who they are unless unless they realize that they are flawed or they realize that they need to do the work. They realize that they are accountable and are taking responsibility for the way they show up. If they don't realize that on their own, people are not going to change. When people change for other people, like they're doing something nice for somebody else, it's always temporary. It's always temporary and they always come back to who they always were originally, right? So that's just something to accept about society and people in general, that people don't change unless they are motivated on their own. So the second lesson um, I learned, and just because I learned this in 2023 doesn't mean I didn't know this before, but some things were just more anchored in for me this year. And it's just, I mean, I'm recording it in 2023, but when when you hear me say this year, it's going to be 2024. So it was anchored in for me in 2023, right? So the second one is people pleasing is actually manipulation and control. It is not sweet or it is not generous. Now this may shock you and I'm going to get into it a little bit because what do we think of people pleasing? When we think of people pleasing, we're like, oh, okay, we're saying yes to make them happy. Is that ultimately true? I I invite you to go in depth into that and ask, is that really true? Are you really saying that to make sure they're happy? Or is their reaction an inconvenience for you? If they're not happy, 
let's say they're upset or they're angry or they're pissed off or they're disappointed, is that an inconvenience for you? And are you pleasing them so that you can get what you want, which is their happiness, right? And even though you are abandoning your own values when you do this, it's kind of crazy that, you know, we we do this. And especially me coming from my culture, like people pleasing, almost everybody has people pleasing where I come from. And, you know, I was actually fascinated to discover that it's there in many cultures. And I have so many clients that still do it. And, you know, I ask them why they do it. And some people do it for fear of abandonment. Like, oh, I have to please you, otherwise you're going to leave me, you know, that kind of thing. Some people, you know, really, really cannot handle the pushback, which is they can handle them being disappointed. So it's a form of like control of another person, right? So if you're people pleasing, I really want you to reflect on this truth that you're essentially, you may be doing it because you don't want to be not in control. And I want, I want to tell you that control is the biggest illusion, right? Control is not real. So I just want you to sit with that for a minute if you find yourself doing that. Okay. The third thing is too much apology shows lack of self-worth and self-trust. I was actually um, dealing with the situation with a friend and, you know, she apologized all the time. She apologized for responding to a message a little later. She, she apologized for not picking up the phone call the first time. She apologized for a lot of things. And this is, you know, maybe these things are real, but she was apologizing over and over and over again. And, you know, and one thing which I, I had a conversation with her and I was like, why, why do you think, you know, that happens? And then she's like, I don't know, you know, that's just what I was thought and that's, that's, that's the right thing to do and stuff like that. But then when we actually like, when we went in deeper, you know, we both got into this conversation that like she didn't have enough like self-worth. She, she didn't trust herself, right? That that one apology was enough or sometimes apology was not even necessary. So that definitely comes as a recurring theme for her. So that's something I invite you to look into if you do it. Okay, the number fourth thing is narcissism is a spectrum. And recently people are just using the word narcissist all the time. They're like, oh, he's a narcissist. She's a narcissist. They're a narcissist. You know, almost like almost every other person is a narcissist. But the truth is it's a spectrum. Some people or a lot of people actually have narcissistic traits. And maybe it's on a scale of three out of 10. Maybe it's four out of 10. Maybe it's a two out of 10. So when you observe narcissistic behavior in someone else ask yourself what is the what is the scale like where is the spectrum at what is the number instead of just labeling it as oh they're a narcissist right because it's not so cut and simple like that <laughs> so that's an invitation for you to examine whenever you observe narcissism and ask yourself okay if this is a two out of ten is that okay with me is that acceptable? Can I have a conversation with that person about this? And is that acceptable for me? So it's not about, okay, they're a narcissist. I'm going to walk out of their life or cut them out of their lives. But it's like, how much can you handle? So that's something I really invite you to explore. Number five, people always show you who they are. You just need to see it. You just need to see it. And if you don't believe me, just observe the people that walked out of your life, that used to be in your life, and they're not in your life anymore, whether it's relationships, friendships, whatever it is. And if you notice that, you will always see that you did know who they were. They were always showing you who they were. You just did not want to see it 
maybe because it was uncomfortable for you to accept them for who they are. So people always show you who they are. You just need to see it. Okay, number six, postponing and addressing a problem later makes it so much worse. I see couples doing this a lot of times in the sessions with me. And they'll say, you know, sometimes the woman will say, oh, I'll just talk to him about it later. And then it just brews in the subconscious. It just, it's like permeating in the subconscious more and more and more for more and more days, for more and more weeks. And then one day there's an explosion because everything is a compound effect, right? Even holding trauma, holding sadness, holding disappointment, that is also a compound effect. The more you hold every day, it becomes bigger and bigger. So if you are postponing, and not addressing a problem, and you're listening to this, do it today. I promise you, it's going to hurt a little bit, but it's like ripping off a Band-Aid. You will feel relief after you have done it because you're not carrying the load on your shoulders, okay? Number seven, procrastination is due to fear and lack of clarity. Let me elaborate this. I used to be a chronic procrastinator. I would always say, I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'll do this in the evening. I'll do this on Monday. And I did not understand that for a long time. And when I actually inquired within in meditation, and I was like, why do I do this? And then I realized that it's because I have some fear about doing the task. Maybe the, maybe the task that I'm about to do is a little bit out of my comfort zone. So when I overcame that fear, it was so much easier for me to go on and get those things done. So that's something which is really fascinating for me that I found out about myself. And I've also seen this pattern with clients, right? And the second point I wanted to bring up is lack of clarity in steps. So let's say you have a task and you have a big task. So whenever you have a big task and you're procrastinating, it is because the big task has not been broken down into micro steps, like mini steps. So whatever the task is, I want you to like break it down. Okay, what is the first thing that you need to do? What is the second micro thing you need to do? What is the third micro thing you need to do, right? So it's like almost like, for example, let's say I want to go to the gym tomorrow, but I don't like working out, for example. Instead of thinking about it and getting overwhelmed and not doing it, all I have to think about is, okay, I just have to wake up in the morning at an earlier time. Step number one, check. Step number two, I just have to put on gym clothes, check. Step number three, I just have to put on gym shoes, check. Step number four, get in the car. So you see, now I'm breaking it down into smaller steps. So it's so much easier for me to do and it's not so overwhelming and I'm not consumed by fear or resistance. So if you're procrastinating on a task that you're supposed to do, break it down into tiny steps and ask yourself what the fear is and overcome the fear by breaking it out into tiny steps so that it's not overwhelming for you. I hope this episode was good for you. I had so much fun recording this and reflecting on everything from 2023. And I'm so excited for you guys. And thank you so much for all the regular listeners. My podcast is doing so well because you guys decided to tune in. If you love the episodes, I invite you and request you to leave me a rating or a review on any platform that you're listening because I don't do ads in my podcast and reviews and ratings are the only way 
the word is going to spread and more people are going to find my content. And I wish you guys an amazing new year. May all your wishes and dreams come true. And I send you massive, massive love. And I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Transcend Into Wellness podcast. If this episode resonated with you or served you in any way, big or small, make sure to share it on your social media and tag me at Transcendence by Mino. I always love to be a part of any breakthroughs you have. Namaste.